Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're back with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin. And today I'm really blessed to have uh, our, our wonderful spokesperson for the Texas Kidney Foundation, uh, Reggie Ballard. And... A new guest, Joe Sinacore, with the, the uh, National Kidney Registry. Joe, can you uh, introduce yourself and, and tell our audience a little bit about what you do? Sure. So, uh, yeah, uh, well, it's a blessing to be here, too. Anytime we can, um, you know, share uh, more about what we do and, and how, we, how we help people in need with, uh, who have uh, kidney disease uh, get transplanted. Um, it's it's always a blessing to be be part of that awareness generation because uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a lack of of knowledge out there in the general public that uh, we we see all the time so it's great to be here uh, but I, I started uh, with the founder of the company uh, we came from a totally different field we were in the printing and mailing field where we mailed out millions of financial statements throughout the 90s and into the early 2000s and. Uh, he was going through a situation where his daughter needed a kidney, uh, and he tried to donate. And last minute, he failed the cross match unexpectedly, and uh, couldn't go forward with the donation at the time. Uh, and we started looking at these. He started looking at these th- this thing called paired kidney exchange, where you swap your kidney with someone else. And at the time, uh, there were other entities out there that were dabbling in it, but no one was able to help him. Uh, fortunately, she got a kidney from her cousin, and um, you know did pretty pretty well with that. Um, but at the time, uh, you know, we were all looking for something else to do. So um, he invited people like me who were in between jobs because the printing and mailing field kind of went down <laughs> uh, to see if we can yeah. put something together uh, and use our skills to build a, a, a strong operational program that could facilitate um, paired kidney exchange on a large scale. So there I began. I started out volunteering. And then um, a few years into it, as we started to build uh, the organization and, and the hospitals began to pay us for our services, um, it became a full-time job for me. Uh, so uh, it's been a wild ride over the last you know, 15 years. We started in the summer of 2007. Uh, we did our first transplants in uh, April, uh, Valentine's Day of 2008. Um, and now we've done over 7,000 cases since then. Um, wow. I've been played a, many different roles in the organization. And um, I... Um, uh, you know, was able to kind of help develop the program and then, of course, get out there to the transplant centers and invite them to, to join our program. So that's why my title is uh, Vice President of Network Development. Uh, so let me back up and talk about what pair exchange really is, right? Because a lot of people are like, what's that? Uh, it, there's another name for it. It's also called kidney pair donation or mm-hmm. KPD for short or PKE for pair kidney exchange. So before I, in order for me to explain you know, what pair exchange is, let me back up a second. And then everybody knows that if you have kidney disease and you're either close to being on dialysis or already on dialysis, you know, that's a bridge um, to keep you alive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the same as having a functioning kidney, right? Um, so there's two options to getting a kidney. One is to wait, register and wait on the deceased donor organ list. And you know, we're waiting for, you know, God forbid somebody dies. And of course, if they're a kidney donor, you know, an organ donor, then uh, their kidneys are harvested and, and they, they try to make the match with people on the wait list. The problem with that is that the wait list uh, for deceased donor organs is very long. And uh, people don't have time to wait on dialysis because dialysis is rough uh, and it puts your health at risk. It's not as good as having mm-hmm. a, a, a functioning kidney. So, um, the better option is, if possible, is to find a living donor within your circle, family, friends, mm-hmm. acquaintances, and then you get out to strangers from there. Um, and if someone uh, is willing to step up, 
and be a living donor for you. Um, now the next problem is compatibility. So there's a couple levels of compatibilities that you have to overcome first. So first we have to make sure that that kidney is the same blood group, right? Uh, a, B, or, or, or O, right? Uh, and then we have to get through that hurdle first. The second hurdle is something called the cross match. Um, and the cross match is we're looking to make sure that there's no antibodies that your immune system has created that would uh, target the antigens of that kidney, the tissues of that kidney that are, don't belong to you, right? Because unless you find a perfect match from an identical twin, and most people don't have an identical twin, uh, you're, there are going to be antigens in the tissues of that kidney that don't belong to you and your immune system is not going to like that. So it's going to want to try to make antibodies that target. They're like little guns pointed or arrows pointed at the different proteins in the kidney and it could cause the kidney to be rejected. So there's a test called a cross match and the cross match identifies if there are any, um, you know, antigens that could be targeting uh, that. And if the cross match is negative, that means that there's no antigens targeting, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, no antibodies targeting those antigens and they can put the kidney in. If but it's positive, what happens? Like, if it's positive, then they, they don't put the kidney in and they, they look for a different match. Now, that's where paired kidney exchange comes in. So um, if you, you're, you're willing and healthy living donor who's may gone through the process of, of being you know, evaluated to see if they're healthy enough to be a living donor, because the medical field will not um, risk anybody's health if their own health could be at risk. Um, every, every, um, different, um, you know, uh, ethnic background or race has different, um, within their genes might have, uh, certain conditions that they're, mm -hmm. uh, could have, you know, uh, that are more common in their community. Right. So, um, in the African-American community, there's a high, maybe there's a higher, um, incidence of maybe high blood pressure or polycystic mm -hmm. kidney disease. Maybe Italians have other things, you know, or whatever, you know. So, you know, they're looking to make sure that the, the health history of the donor is um, is is safe and to make sure that there isn't already like some serious disease conditions in their family that could be problematic for the donor. So they really want the donor to be healthy before they even approve them. But once they're approved and they've been deemed healthy enough to be a donor, then um, what happens is. Um, they put them in, in, in our program and our, we have 103 transplant centers using our program and they enroll these donors and the recipients in the program into one national pool. And then the national pool, we run match. We have a very sophisticated matching algorithm that runs on a pretty powerful computer system and a powerful database. Um, and that's been enhanced over these, you know, 15 years to near perfection and look for possibilities to swap kidneys between donors. So let's say, you know, uh, Tiffany, you're trying to be a donor for Reggie, uh, but you're not a match. Uh, or maybe you're sort of an okay match. Maybe you're a negative cross match, but you're not matching on any antigen. So maybe you want to mm -hmm. see if you can trade up to a swap to an even better match for Reggie. Well, what happens is when we run our match runs, there's a typically 150 other parties in the pool, just like you. Uh, and we also have a whole a number of Good Samaritan donors who want to donate to a stranger. Uh, and they're in the pool also, right? And the matching system begins to identify all these magnificent opportunities to swap kidneys across those parties in the pool. And then, they, Tiffany, they might find out that you're a miracle match for someone a thousand miles away who's in the same situation as Reggie. And then that person's donor um, ends up being a match for, let's say, somebody in Chicago who's a miracle match for them. And then the person in Chicago, their donor is a miracle match for Reggie. So that's, those are three parties um, that we've matched on the same day. Uh, and we schedule it three weeks in advance. And then once everything's prepped and ready to go, all those folks go to surgery around the same time. And then uh, the kidneys are picked up and brought uh, to, to those centers uh, and everybody gets transplanted. Uh, and everybody goes home, you know, donors go home within a few days and the recipients go home usually after about a week and everybody's good. Everybody uh, gets the gift of life. That's right. That's right. So this, this is something that everybody, has, go ahead. We do, 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 uh, patients like dialysis patients or kidney patients that, you know, in kidney failure, do they automatically get this type of information from the doctor? Well, if they're registered in one of the hospitals that's participating in the National Kidney Registries uh, Exchange Program, 
they're going to educate the recipients uh, about this option. Uh, and then if all goes well, you know, they have to be willing to be part of that because, you know, people some people have a lot of questions before they enter something like that. They may they may have trust issues, you know, so they really want to, like, learn more about the process because, well, so what do you mean? Someone's going to donate, but I'm not going to get a kidney from them. And what, how's that going to work? Or, what, well, you know, so they, well, they want to understand and the hospitals want to make sure that that they understand and all their questions are answered. And then they give them like a consent form to sign and say that they've been educated and they fully understand this because they don't want there to be any misunderstandings. And someone says, well, you didn't tell me my kidney was going to go on a plane. It was going to come from somewhere else, you know. So they have to kind of like. That was my, yeah, that, 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 that exactly was my situation. You know, I had one doctor um, that I was going to. He was telling me that, you know, the kidney was, it was, it was, it was declining. And but I never got the information for, you know, a, um, you know, a swap. But when I went to another doctor, it was an accident went to another doctor because I had my heart was, you know, beating real fast when they were going to play golf. And I went to this other hospital and this doctor came in and told me, so, you know, your kidney is, is, is um, not functioning uh, properly. And um, he said, you ever heard of an exchange program? I was like, no, I've never heard of that, you know, because my other doctor never told me. But he told me about this and... It was funny because my wife at the time, you know, she was willing to donate a kidney. And we were perfect match, man. I mean, everything matched up. The, the blood, we both were the same blood type. Everything all the way down to the, to the, to the last drop matched 100% perfect. But she was small. And I, and I was, I'm a bigger person and she was smart. So they said, well, you know, we don't want to put her kidney in you because it might not last as long as somebody, you know, that, that, that's, you know, a little bit larger than her. So we got another kidney from someone that was, you know, uh, a match with me. And um, then my wife gave her kidney to somebody here in L.A. And the person that gave me a kidney, I think, was in Kentucky and gave me the kidney for one of her friends that was in Florida. So that's how it ended up working out for me. Were you, was it one of, which hospitals uh, were you guys in? Were you in UCLA or something uh, like that? Or? At uh, USC K. Oh, USC. Yeah. And this was fairly recent? This was two years ago. Oh, nice, nice. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was. Maybe it was in one of our swaps because I know USC Keck is part of our program. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a real good program. They're a real good program, and and um, I mean, it, it went smoothly. And um, you know, the doctor, my doctor is uh, Doctor uh, Maserani, and um, he was he was. I mean, he he ran it down to me. You know, just plain and simple. So I changed doctors because the other doctor never really told me about that. But he was a good doctor. So he's one of the best. They say kidney doctors out here, but I never got that type of information from him. Yeah. And that's, yeah. You know, that's what we, that's, that's a, a lot of the reason why Texas Kidney Foundation is doing the Silent But Deadly campaign. And that's why we uh, partnered up with uh, Reggie is because what we found is one, and I'm sure you can, can uh, confirm these statistics as well, uh, less than 30% of the people that qualify to be worked up are worked up. They, most people don't get to the point where they get to that transplant clinic to find out about all of the options for transplantation. Yeah. Um, and in dialysis centers, it's just not, it, for whatever reason, it's not a priority conversation. And people are not understanding that, hey, we've got some excellent options here. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. And, you know, they don't understand that there are options. They don't know that that uh, and they don't have any explanation as to what the options are. So uh, that that literally is why we were like, oh, no, we need to make sure everybody knows this. <laughs> yeah. We need to we need to interview people and get the word out to the dialysis patients. You know, yeah. whether the, the, the clinics want to put the word out or not uh, is irrelevant. We know the patients want to know the information. So, now, Reggie, no, I you, I'm sorry. 
Reggie, were you so transplanted on, on December 10th, uh, 10th of 20? Yep. Yeah, I just found your record. Because <laughs> 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 so, I, 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 you know, we put aliases in here to protect the uh, personal right. information, but it, you know, yeah. the, there was an RB in front of the, the number. And then I looked yep. at, the, you know, the age and the, so that's great. Yep. It's exciting to know that you were in one of our kidney swaps. Yeah, yeah, man. And, 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 and when you said that earlier, I, I was thinking to myself, I wonder, you know, if it was a part of, I, I was thinking the same thing because you had said something. I was like, hmm, that kind of sounds familiar. But, yeah, um, you were in chain number 2359, and it was a two way kidney swap. Yep, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's, that's wonderful. My wife, my wife came through, man. She came through. And, 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 and is it, so I have a question. Um, is it, um, it's faster, people understand, it's faster being on the exchange uh, list than it is a regular waiting for a donor match list, right? Like for a deceased donor? Yes. Yeah. Generally it is because, um, you know, you know, deceased donor lists in, in many different regions are, you know, in excess of three to five years, sometimes as long as 10 years. And that's just too yeah. long. Um, and, you know, listen, not everybody's going to be that easy to match. Some people are so hard to match that even in both systems, it could take a little bit longer to get matched, but still, Generally, most patients in our systems, um, if their donor donates, especially in your case, your donor donated in advance. So I didn't even I didn't even go down the path of talking about the voucher program. But right, um, right. I talked about, you know, the simplest form of parent exchange where you have these three parties at the same time or two parties exchanging on the same day. But what has happened is over the last 10 years, uh, we have donors donating in advance uh, of their recipient going to surgery. That way it decouples the the surgeries into two different time periods because it's very hard to coordinate both your your in your case your wife and you in the same day in a chain right and get them both matched at the same time but it's a lot easier if you say okay let's match his wife first and she donates in advance uh you know today and then um a voucher is issued and then we keep going to work every day after that trying to get you match in the pool on the end of a different chain so that way um you know we don't have to. We don't have the two parties interfering with their matching uh, uh, speed. Uh, okay, so to say. Right. Plus, also both both you and your wife can be there for each other on the day of surgery because like she would have right. already donated and recovered, and now she can be there for you and vice versa. Right. You right. were there for her on the day she donated instead of being on another gurney in another room. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? we, we, we were we were we were a door apart. It was a door apart between both of us at the same time. Wow. So. Um, yeah, and, and it's crazy because um, you know, I, I mean, it was it was it was it was such a match. And then after, you know, they told us that we were gonna do the swap because of, you know my size and her size. It's like 15 minutes later, man. After they put it on the um, you know, I guess national whatever however they do it, but it was 15 minutes later, man. I I had a kid. Man. It was like that's how fast it that's how fast it did it went. Yeah. What is your typical uh, uh, time frame? for, for uh, getting on the list and receiving and then receiving a transfer. Well, um, what happens is, um, and I, I take that back, you know, I think you, you, you and your wife did go the same time because you were, you were put in as a pair on the, sa- the same day. So I, yeah, yeah. I wanted she to correct the day before me. Yeah, right. And I went well, in, I think, the next day. Yeah, because her kidney would have been put on a red-eye flight um, to go to, did you say hers went to Kentucky? Uh, no, mine, I think, I think mine came from Kentucky, we, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and hers was the guy here in California. Oh, okay. So then, and, right. So, so she somebody, she, else, somebody else kidney went. I think my. I think somebody else kidney went to somebody in Florida because that's the girl why. Yeah. So the next person in the chain got their kidney. You know, the next morning because we put it on a red uh-huh. eye flight and it arrives in the East right. Coast in the morning. And then the other so kidney is coming I'm back the one, to you. I'm the, one, I'm the one came on the flight. Right. Right. I believe. I think. I think. I think yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so because it, it took a while for my kidney. It took a while for it to wake up. I, I was like, still, it took a while for my kidney to once it kicked in. And then to this day, I, I, I joke to my doctors like like around three o'clock. Never fail, man. Around three o'clock in the morning, I have to get up and go pee. And I was like, you know, so my kidney's still on the East Coast time. So <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> every day, man, this this never fails, man. At three o'clock, boom, gotta go. <laughs> But I bet that's so, a great feeling after having. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, so but how um, long? How? What are the typical? What's the typical time frame for an average uh, patient that's getting that is on your registry? So, um, you know, obviously there's many factors that affect people's wait time, right? Now, some people are very hard to match because if especially they're coming in for their second kidney, they may have made lots of antibodies uh, that could potentially be targeting other matches and, you know, other potential kidneys in the pool. So like their their window of opportunity, you know, is the number of possibilities in the pool is smaller. So they might take a little longer, but we do have average wait times. So if a donor donates in advance in what we call the voucher program, right? Uh, because they want to donate on behalf of somebody like Reggie, Reggie the someone they love uh, and know and want to want to help, right? Uh, the donor donates, and that happens pretty quickly, usually within a, you know three weeks to a month after they're activated in our system for matching. So the donor's done, right? Then the recipient then could take anywhere from on the low end of you know uh, uh, 45 days to maybe on the high end of you know, six months. Uh, if they're harder to match, they could be, you know, take, you know, closer to a year. But most people are getting matched very quickly. So uh, there's something, if you go on our website, there's uh, quarterly reports under the media tab, and it shows you what's called the median wait time, the middle, right? The median wait time for uh, someone with O blood group um, is uh, about four months. Um, wow. And for anybody who has the other blood groups there, it's less than that. You know, it's typically, wow. you know, under three, under three months. So and, uh, and this, this short time is like only only in the the uh, exchange program, not a regular. That's person right. It's just in, in, within our program. Right. Yeah. Because a regular person that's waiting for a kidney for ad, if they don't have a donor, it could take up to years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you don't have years to wait. Uh, right, so, right. Uh, so it's important. This is a game changer. Everybody should know about the National Kidney That's Kidney right. Kidney. Uh, that's why we're at 103 transplant centers and growing. Um, you remember, there's not a lot of transplant centers, you know, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, there's yeah, thousands there's 250. of. There's right, 250. Right, right. Only 250 out of thousands and thousands of hospitals all over the country. There's only 250 transplant centers. And by the way, of the 250, there are a number of transplant centers that really haven't done much in, in, in a year or two. So, like, they almost don't count. So, what is it? How many transplant centers are really active, right? Yeah. About between 100 and 150 transplant centers are really like active, doing a lot of living donor transplants, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that matter. Now, 103 of those and growing are in our program. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're pretty, we, we our representation is pretty well across the United States. So geographically, we have pretty good coverage, right? Um, and then as long as, as people can enroll at those hospitals, uh, and they should, I mean, the hospitals should be telling the patients and the donors about this even before you ask. But sometimes, you know, you know, there's sort of like layers of people you're working with as you as you as you get into the hospital. Reg, you probably know this. The, the first people you speak with are not necessarily the same people you're going to be working with when you get close to transplant. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, the, you know, at the lower level, there's a little bit more turnover. And sometimes it takes a little while for the the their own awareness and their own education at the lower levels. And sometimes they don't say anything right away. Now, we're trying to do what we can to help these hospitals, you know, educate their own staff. Um, I mean, I go around the country doing presentations to hospitals to make sure every single person in the clinic who's, who touches a patient or talks to a patient fully understands how all this works. So that way, when they're a face in front of the patients, uh, they can, with compassion and enthusiasm, talk about these programs early on so that the, these families can start to make decisions about what which pathway they want to do because they're not going to force you to go down one path or the other. They're just going to lay out the options and say, okay, you can sit on the wait list and do nothing, or you can, you know, let us work you up and enroll you in the national kidney registry and see if we get you matched. But it's your choice, you know, Um, you know, because they have to, it has to be free like that. Right. Um, So, so, but everybody should always ask when they get to the hospital, you know, opportunity to back out if they seemed like they were trying to give my wife all kind of opportunities to back out. Now you don't have, have to, to do this. They, <laughs> yeah, have yeah, yeah. they do have Be- to do that. Because but, they're uh, very concerned about something called coercion. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes the pressure in families could be like, 
you know, they asked uh, little brother Johnny, you know, if he'll be the donor and the, the mom is there or it's the Spanish family, the abuela, you know, the grandmother, you know, they're kind of like, oh, you're going to help your, your brother, right? You know? And they're like, yes, OK. Yeah, but yeah, meanwhile, deep inside, they're, they're having panic attacks because they're, they're scared to yeah. death of, of even needles, exactly. like even getting their blood tested. And the hospitals yeah. do not want people who are scared to death moving forward this. They want to make sure that they know. Right. That listen, if if you're uncomfortable with this, then we're not going to do it, and it's your choice. I'm going to switch gears and ask you another question uh, because I'm interested also in the hospitals. I, you know, I have to say in Texas, we we have some great hospitals here. You do, and they do a really good job. You get to that hospital, they are telling you about the National Kidney Registry. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we have some of the best right here, uh, and, I, and I just adore uh, all of them for that, for this specific reason, is because they are trying to get people on the National Kidney Registry, and we're passing legislation uh, working together uh, here, donor legislation, to specifically in the great state of Texas, to teach people about uh, their options for uh, transplantation. So, uh, and we expect that legislation to pass in the next week or two. So uh, uh, the great state of Texas will be the one leading and showing the way on how on, on donor uh, education so that we can ramp up the numbers for the National Kidney Registry. This is important. People have to know, and, and this is a noble effort to get these things uh, passed and codified so that, yeah. you know, there's some movements to get this out there. You know, and speaking of educating the donors, it's important for donors to know that here at the Kidney Registry, we, we have a ter- terrific amount of donor protections and support. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody who donates a kidney through our program, we uh, offer them uh, travel and travel and lodging reimbursement because, you know, they have, might have to go to the hospital and stay in a hotel the night before. Uh, someone's going to come with them, probably, you know, their family for friend or, you know, and then they have to take time off work. Right. Why should they lose their income or why should they even use their vacation time? Like, I mean, if you don't need your kitty in March. Right. And, you know, your office says, well, you're going to have to use your vacation time. Right. Well. Now you can't take your family on vacation in, in July because yeah. you donated your kidney? That's not fair. So we tell those people, don't go back to your employer and say, listen, give you pay, give you unpaid time off. Will will reimburse your lost wages for those two. You know, most people can be back to work in a couple of weeks, you know, pretty good. you know, unless they're lifting heavy boxes at work, they might need to, you know, stay home for four weeks or six weeks to fully heal before they go mm-hmm. back. But we'll have up to six weeks of lost wage reimbursement um, because we, we want to try to strive towards, towards something called cost neutrality uh, for donors. Uh, donors should not be incurring costs to donate their kidney, you know, for crying right, out right. loud, you know. So we have that coverage. It's up to 2000 a week of, of coverage for wage reimbursement. Um, wow. I, yeah. I, I didn't know about that. Yeah. It's called the Donor Shield program. And we have it on our website. You go to the, our website, you go to the Donor Shield site. It, it explains all the different um, programs that we offer to to help support. So, okay, how, can people, how, can, how can people find, uh, you know, find out about your organization? Well, all they have to do is go to the national to uh, to uh, uh, NKR.org. Uh, or kidneyregistry.org. Either one will take you to the same site. And that's our general website that has a lot of information about the program. Then at the very bottom of that front page, there's a ribbon on the bottom, and there are separate websites. One of them is called the Donor Shield website, and that explains about the Donor Shield program and all the protections that is, are offered. Um, you know, there's legal support for donors. There's uh, uh, there's complications coverage. You know, listen, donor surgery is is very safe and and it's rare that there's any complications but if you have a minor complication that comes up sometime after you donate and the original recipient insurance doesn't cover that then nkr will go ahead and 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 help reimburse those costs to get that you know that that treatment taken care of for the donor Uh, so these are really and most importantly is god forbid a living kidney donor comes back 10 20 years later and says 
oh, now my own kidney function is now going. You know, like I said before, generally kidney donors are very healthy people, so this is not going to happen. But in a rare instance, if something happens to their one remaining kidney, we're going to go ahead and get them matched with a new living donor kidney as quickly as possible in our program because that's the right thing to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have to cover them. We have to stand behind. So, so we're part of your program. We are inside that program also. So that happens if anything happens to my wife. It's me, right? If she okay yeah. to get it. That's the that's the beauty of something like this. Yeah. Is it, it's but it's a matter of us getting it out there to right. people. Right. You know, listen. So, we've no, seven thousand cases. Right, what I'm asking Joe is that we are part. You said part, you guys are part of the cake. You guys are part of the cake, USC cake, right? Yeah, they're they're one of the hundred and three hospitals in our program and they're very mm -hmm. they're very active in our program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, that's, that's, make sure that if anything happens to happens to Edie, that she gets a kidney. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Nothing can happen to my girl over there. Yeah, no, no. We are we are there for her for the rest of her life. She had a slight complication. Slight complication. It, it, but it wasn't kidney related. It was um she had an infection in, in the cut, you know, oh. so but they fixed that up right quick. Um 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 I think her, her cut got it a little bit infected. So she was down for like a few more days longer than, than you know, she should have <clears> been, but you know, that top of it and they you know, it was it was it was cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but other than any complications, man, I mean, it worked out and, and my kidney function from the time um I, I received it, you know, my creatinine and went all the way down now to one point one. And um um you know, when I got point six it went to one point four, one point two, now it's one point one, so it's it's steady going down. You know, so wow. that's, that's, um, that's amazing. But I still have to take the meds, though, you know, but I don't have to take as many. I mean, when I first had to take the, the prednisone, man, I look like Charlie Brown in the face. Oh. Right there, pumpkin. Prednisone, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I take it like five, five times two a day. So, uh, it was, I was just heavy now to say, you know, uh, once, twice a day. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool now. Well, that's what happens in the beginning. You know, they, you know, the immune system could be very active. So they, they're trying to tame your immune system because your immune system is a God given thing. You know, it protects us from all these, you know, illness and, and, and pathogens in the air. So it doesn't know any better. It just says, well, I see another tissue in my body here and I don't know what it is. And I want that out. So it's trying to, you know, what, but eventually it will, it'll settle down. But until it settles down, the docs are going to be more aggressive to with right. immunosuppression drugs to kind of, you know, get the immune system to back down. And once you're stabilized, then they can start to pull back. And that dramatically improves your quality of life as time goes on. Uh, one of the other things talking about immunosuppression is um, the quality of the match up front is higher through the national pool that we've established. Right. Um, that enables them to, to select a better match up front for each patient. And for some patients who are really easy to match, they can be super selective and say, wow. Um, and we're actually now, it's called the Kidney for Life program. Um, mm -hmm. We now uh, uh, allow the hospitals to look not just at the antigen, which is the whole protein that the kidneys are made of. There's many mm -hmm. different proteins. They're called antigens, right? But of those antigens, they're made up of something called molecules, right? Well, this the, the tests that we use to, uh, to do the DNA test allow us to display the molecular makeup of these these antigens uh, and they can look for mismatches at the molecular level and for some people wow. it's, if they're easier to match the hospital can find an even better match in the pool and be very picky about it and say well I, it's called they're called eplets these little molecular uh, structures that uh, affect the quality of the match you know, if they can find a low epilet mismatched kidney, that further increases the outcome for the long-term survival of that graft. And the immune system will be less likely to make antibodies against that kidney, which is good for the patient. And if they have a low epilet mismatch, the uh, physicians can now dial back the immunosuppression to even lower dosages, which further improve the quality of life for the patients like yourself, Rich. 
Yeah. So that's another advantage of being in our pool. We're not just trying to get people transplanted. We're trying to get them the best possible match, which is good for the recipients. Okay. And in, and sure. something that makes the donors feel good about because, like, I don't know about you. If I, if I was donating my kidney, I want to know that they, the hospitals and the physicians have done everything they could to get the best possible match so that that kidney will last longer. Because I'm going yeah. through surgery to, you know, I'm being cut to take my kidney out. I, I want it right. to last, you know. Mm-hmm. And because I had to go, I had to go get an ultrasound. Uh, maybe, probably a year ago, I went to get an ultrasound on the kidney, and the the, the, the nurse, um, uh, she looked at it. She's like, "Wow." She said, "You know what? You have a good kidney. Look at all the fatty tissue around it." She said, "You have the you have the Rolls Royces of kidneys." <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the transplanted kidney oh. you got? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Why did you get to get the Rolls Royce kidneys, Reggie? I don't know. I don't know. It, it worked out that way. It worked. Out. It's a Beverly Hills thing. Comes out on top with everything. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Stay out the sugar. Stay out the sugar." You say it's like putting battery acid, you know, going in, into your veins. I'm like, yeah, that's the hard thing to do right now. Stay out the sugar, you know. But hey, I can I can empathize with you on that. Um, you know, unfortunately, a, a couple of months ago, my doctor called me to tell me my sugar levels were high. Uh, and I was really? diagnosed with type two diabetes and I, I've been healthy all my life. Uh, you know, 57 years really? old. And, you know, so now I got to watch what I eat. <laughs> and I wasn't like I didn't have a sweet tooth before. I was I always tried to eat healthy. But now I got to be really extra careful because I go I could have well, my old problems. You know, no, he just put me on on metformins to start, and my sugar level right. came down immediately. So, you know, it's only been six weeks, so we'll see where we go from there. They didn't put me on the metform because they talking about they said you know that it it it, it interacts with the kidney uh, in a negative way. That's that's before I got the kidney, so I don't know now. They they were talking about they may do it now, you know, since the kidney yeah. function is. Or like I say, the creatinine level is under control. So yeah, I don't know. Right, because it's 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 causing the kidneys to now, you know. Well, actually, diabetes in itself, your kidneys are already working harder to to push the sugar out through your kidneys. Um, that's you know my endocrinologist told me. <laughs> so it makes your kidneys yeah. work harder. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's right. Well, we've been experiencing a lot of um, a lot of activity around the SGLT two eyes. Uh, because they are doing such a great job of of uh, controlling glucose levels because they were yeah. created for for diabetes, and we're seeing endocrinologists and uh, cardiologists making uh, uh, prescribing it yeah. uh, more than any other group actually because they're they're actually prescribing more than the nephrologists. Nephrologists are. are not doing a very good job of prescribing the SGLT2 eyes. Interesting. But, but the um, but the endocrinologists and cardiologists are because uh, they are slowing down and even stopping in some cases the progression of, of kidney disease. Uh, you this is beautiful. Up. Yeah, go go look them up uh, because if that's what where you're going. Then it's it's worth actually having a conversation with your with your doctor about it. Yeah. Because uh, I I can tell you with uh, what we've seen here, I you know I, I can't say enough about our 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 docs here in in Texas, and I am definitely I'm not a I am a patient advocate, not a doctor's advocate. Right. You know, I don't. I don't advocate for these for for these doctors. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm always watching to see like what are they doing and how are they how are they behaving with patients for an sundry of different reasons. Yeah. Um, but we have some of the best doctors in the country here, and they are very caring and empathetic. And uh, and so they did a study um, of the SGLT two eyes. Uh, that's sodium glucose transporter two inhibitors, and so when they did that study, you know they were thinking they were they were working with people that were um, about to go into renal failure with with really low eGFRs, and <clears throat> they kept that pool of people from going into renal failure for Huge. over a year. It was, Last I checked, like a year and a half, two years.
Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours. That's a big extension of, of uh, kidney health. Oh, my God. I mean, and you know how much it costs the healthcare system to have yes. to treat people on with kidney disease? First, the dialysis. It's costing like, I don't know, like $400,000 a year just to keep them alive on dialysis. Mm-hmm. So anything we can do to prevent them from going on dialysis exactly. is not only it's not only providing, you know, life to those people uh, and, and quality of life. It's also a good, you know. For like the it's a win system. across the board. It's a yeah. win economically. It's a win quality of life. It's yeah. a it's a win. And if you if you win with those SGLT two eyes, uh, er, in those early stages of kidney disease, so that yeah. we don't, so that when we do have somebody that's that's going into renal failure, we you know you know that 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 there will be people who will go into renal failure, but eighty percent of the folks that are going into it now could be prevented. Yeah. And we know that. We know that. So this is a game changer for all uh, kidney patients. And, yeah. it, you know, between you all and SGLT2Is, I'm like, man, we can eradicate a lot of the, the, uh, the dialysis and the latter stages of kidney disease uh, we we can literally eradicate that yeah. over the next, you'll be, over you'll, the next you'll, you'll, years. You'll be surprised how many people that don't know about exchange program. And they, yeah. I mean, people have to think that you have to have a match. You have to wait for a match in order. And, and that's why a lot of people are scared to go in and get diagnosed and scared that, you know, you might think that you might have kidney problems and you're like, man, I'm trying to find a match. I don't want to go in because I don't want to do dialysis and blah, blah, blah. But you have options. There are options to, uh, you don't yeah. have to, I, I did, I did dialysis for like eight months. The yeah. guy was sitting next to me like 17 years. So, you know, there are options and, and a lot of people, you know, they, especially in the African American community, we yeah. have no clue. I didn't know anything about exchange program and I probably wouldn't have known until later because like I said, if, if it wasn't for accident for me going to another hospital in Long Beach, that's how I was able to meet wow. this doctor that, 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 you know, that really told me about the exchange program. I was like, really? I said, well, let's get it done. He said, let's get it done. Mm-hmm. As I went there. <laughs> and, you know, the, the thing I love about our country, about the United States, is that you have people like Joe who are doing something else. And we're like, hey, you know, let, let's. Let's see what we can do about this. It's a problem. Let's see what we can do about it. That is the American way. We are so industrious that, you know, you go through something and you're like, you know what? Nobody else needs to go through this. This is bull. And by the way, we did this. All right. My boss. Okay. You know, thank God. I mean, this man, you know, ran you know, hundred million dollar companies. Um, and of course he did well for himself. He was very successful in everything. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a Marine, you know, he served in the Marines. Uh, he was a Wharton M has a Wharton MBA, uh, very, uh, energetic, very, you know, intense, uh, uh task ma- master, uh, and very creative. And he pulls out the best in all of us. Uh, and he put millions of dollars of his own money into this just to start it. Um, mm-hmm. because we weren't getting any money. Like we didn't get any, you know, I mean, we think we got a couple of small grants from the government, but it wasn't those government grants or government support that yeah. helped us. In fact, we felt some resistance. So we did it all as a private entity. You know, we set up a nonprofit, not for profit, nonprofit. And, um, he put his own money on the line. And in the beginning I was a volunteer, like I, I was getting paid at all, but then it turned into a paying job. Once we said, okay, we've established something that works here. Uh, the hospitals need to now reimburse us for our services. Um, and of course, you know, they recover what they can from, you know, from the private payers and the government payers as well. So they get, you know, they, the hospital stays whole. 
But this is this is a great American story that goes, really you know, is. since our founding, where you know um, anybody who has the wherewithal uh, and the financial support to do something from scratch can build something into something spectacular. Um, that and, helps people. You don't have to build something right. that hurts people. You can build something that helps people. Yes, and, and, and me personally, like at the time, you know, when I was volunteering when I first started, I, it was a very difficult time in my life because the printing and mailing field that I had been in for 15 years already throughout the early parts of my career, you know, was going down. And I, I was like, I need to find another kind of field to be in. Like, I, I need to do something different because I'm not I'm not going to I don't see a big future in printing things anymore. Um so I was it was very difficult, but I'm a man of faith and, you know, um, devout Catholic. And, you know, uh, I believe that God closes one door and opens another. And he certainly did that for me and all my colleagues who joined, uh, uh, you know, me in this endeavor. Uh, and uh, thank God, I, you know, I have a, a salary and I can feed my family. <laughs> uh, you're doing God's work. Like, look, at, look at the change. Yeah. Yep. Look at the change. And it's all credit goes to God. You know, as talented as we, we are, it doesn't come from us. It comes from God. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, know, we have you're to. You're the conduit. You're the conduit, man. Yes. Uh, Who's anybody that there are options that, that, you know, people can take now? Because, you know, back in the day, nobody ever mm -hmm. heard of this type of thing that they could do now. So, yep. you know, don't be afraid to go get checked. Don't, don't be afraid to, you know, uh, find out your numbers, your kidney numbers, and, and, yeah. and you know, jump on it. Just do, the sooner the better, you know. So, you know, yeah, I forgot to mention one really important thing. You know, there are a lot of people who are on the disease donor wait list because they just haven't identified anybody in their circle who could be a living right. donor. And sadly, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, some people, uh, you know, in their household, the other people in their household could have their own health conditions that, you know, make it impossible for them to be a living donor anyway. And that creates a very difficult situation. So they sit on the wait list for many years. And like your friend at the dialysis center had been there for 17 years, right? Well, what are we going to do for these people? We have to do something. We can't just lay in bed saying, what are we going to do? Right? So we say... Let's try something. So it's called microsite. What we do is any of those patients who are registered at the hospitals that work with our program, who have um, embraced our microsite program, can offer a free web page with a personalized link, and they get to put their pictures up there and tell their story. And there's coaches online that will help them, you know, give them tips on how to write their story. And now they take the site and we ship them a box of business cards with a QR code on it, and we say. Don't ask anybody to donate their kidney for you. That's too hard to ask, right? It's uncomfortable. Just ask people to help share your story on their social media site and take that link and share it. And then anybody who sees that, if you find 10 people on Facebook who have 100 friends each and each of those 10 people share your link, guess what? You just told your story to 1,000 people. Yeah, and yeah. Any of those people have aspirations about helping somebody uh, by being a kidney donor, they click the button on your site and they go through the online screening first. And if they get through the online screening, then they get referred to one of the 104 transplant centers in our program where they can be worked up. And if they are cleared for donation, they can donate their kidney uh, on your behalf. You get a voucher and then immediately we activate you and we we get you matched as quickly as we can uh, in a chain. And you know what? And you know what? You'll be surprised at how many people that's willing, that are willing to donate. Because my wife always wanted to be a donor, and she never thought she would be a living donor. She she always on the back of the license said, "I yeah. you know, I, I want to donate, you know, a part of, of my body to somebody." And it came to pass that you know I was the guy that she ended up you know helping, and another guy she ended up helping. So um, you'll be surprised at, at how many people it, are willing, you know, to donate <laughs> to somebody, man. And, 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 and that's, that's the only thing you need. You need that one person to step forward and say, look, I'm willing to, to be a, a donor. And boom, there you go. And everyone, and you know, people, be a match. you know, and bad things happen all over the world every day. We turn on the news. It's, it's depressing sometimes. And some days mm -hmm. we question humanity, like where, 
And and people, you know, sometimes people, even people, people of faith, they say, where the hell is God? Where is God? You know, what, you know all this evil stuff. How is that stuff? Well, we all have free will, right? God is in is becomes the face of the people who step up to help someone else. You're looking for God. You got to look for God in the people who do those good things. The stranger who says, I want to donate my kidney to help somebody. I don't care who it is. Yeah, is that not, is that not a godly thing? That it really is. Because when you meet somebody like Edie, that's what that is. Hey. She she hey. embodies that. She embodies that. That that was the thing. I liked you, Reggie. I loved her. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, man. She, hey. You know, you know what I mean. Like, there's something about she her. She, her. She, she stepped to the plate without hesitation or reservation. She she wanted yeah. me here because she need, need the bills to be taken care of. She need help. That's be why quiet. she gave me. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> But you're exactly right, Joe. She's a billionaire. She probably wouldn't have done it. (laughs) Shut up. She just needed help. She just needed my help. That's all. (laughs) That's why she did it. But really, you're right. It is. It's. It's those. It's people like like Edie. It's people who, who, and there are so many people who want to be. Want to do it. Who want to help? Who want to? Who love? love life and love their loved ones and they just want to do right by another human being yeah and, and, and joe can you tell us one more time man how to contact you again yes uh just go to uh kidneyregistry.org or you can go n as in nancy k is in kidney r is in registry nkr.org and that takes you right to our main website and then from there, you can go to the bottom. You can go to the other sites. There's the Donor Shield site. There's the Kidney for Life site. All the other things that we do. Um, oh, there's a FindAKidney.org site, which gives people advice on how to find a kidney. And so uh, and we appreciate. Uh, on the record with Tiffany and Kevin, and you've been listening to an interview with Reggie Ballard of the famed Martin Show and Joe Sinacorte of. The National Kidney Registry. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.